What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E dot O-R-G. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another very special, but aren't they all special, episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am your host, Ray Harkins, ever-present, as always, to talk to a person and let you listen into that chat that we have that's not only is it the point of the show, but I think that is what you enjoy. The guest this week is Brianna Collins from Tiger's Jaw. What a charming chat we had. She was just as sweet as I thought she was going to be. I had only met her once before and had a very brief interaction with her, but all the stuff I've ever seen about her and all of our mutual friends have nothing but glowing things to say about her. It took us a while to schedule this. We kept missing each other. She went on vacation, all this other stuff, but we finally hooked up. We finally spoke on the phone and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. But let's get some business out of the way, and then I will tell you a little bit more about Miss Collins. I like to say Miss or Ms. So all during the month of May, this show is doing a fundraising drive. Visit patreon.com backslash xpurposex, or you can just pop onto any of the social networks 
that exist for this particular show on Twitter or Facebook. Basically, what we're trying to do, I need money to run this show. And of course, it doesn't cost a tremendous amount to put this together, but it's enough for me to be like, you know what? I've been doing this for two years for free, for fun. And that's that's essentially all I've been doing. You know, yeah, there's ads here and there, and there's some things that help contribute to cover the costs. But now I'm at the point where it's like, you know what? I want you, the listener that downloads this on a semi-regular basis to become involved. And what's cool about this fundraising campaign, it's kind of like Kickstarter in the fact that there are rewards. So it's like if you contribute a certain amount of money a month, you will get cool stuff like bonus episodes. I could interview you for a future episode, stickers, buttons, a bunch of other fun stuff that I'm going to incorporate as the time goes on. I just need your help. Plain and simple. That is what I'm looking for because I want to pay my editor slash producer Tom, I want to buy better recording equipment. All these things I want to do to make the show better for you. And then in turn, more guests will come on. Cool stuff will happen. That sort of stuff. So like I said, visit patreon.com backslash X purpose X and you will be able to find the fundraising page and get all of the info that you need about that. For those of you that donated so far, I really, really appreciate it. June is when you're going to start seeing that stuff come through to you. The bonus episodes, the stickers, the buttons, all the other fun stuff. The private email list that you get on so you get the episodes even before anybody else does. So let's move on. We started a YouTube page because a lot of people were hitting me up being like, hey, I want to listen to your show and... I don't know how to. And it's like, well, first of all, how are you even interacting with this besides just tripping onto the website and being like, oh, I don't want to press play. So anyways, there's a site called YouTube. I think some of you are familiar with it. I started uploading episodes there. It's a slow but sure process because, you know, after all, this is like a hundred some odd hours of, of content I already have. So I'm just kind of hitting some of the more recent episodes, some of the more popular episodes. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are interacting with the show that way, which is cool. So if you are listening via YouTube, good job. Thanks. Visit propertyofzach.com. Visit the show's website, 100wordspodcast.com. Email the show. Let's keep talking. Let's keep dialoguing. Business aside, let's talk about Brianna. Tiger Shaw is such an anomaly of a band because they really haven't been that active. Like they've done tours here and there, but not to the point of where the fervor and excitement that people have over this band is like at such a groundswell. It's awesome to see because as you'll hear from our conversation, the band has essentially been sort of on the back burner since it started. They just didn't have the ability to tour because they're all in school and doing all this stuff. So in the near future, they will be taking this as a full-time endeavor sort of thing, but they still have to get some of their life obligations out of the way. But it was just an interesting conversation because usually the context in which bands start playing and performing is like, we're going to do this. That is what our life is centered around. Whereas this, it was kind of an accidental thing in regards to their own popularity. And it's just really, really cool to see all this kind of transpire and to get a person's perspective that's in the middle of it. We talk about a bunch of awesome stuff. I feel like she hit on a lot of stuff that she doesn't typically get asked about and is able to speak about. So without further ado, here is my conversation and I will talk to you afterwards. personal entry to the music you're creating and kind of you as a person. Okay. So I ran Sound and Fury. 
for five years until we decided to not do it last year. So you guys played in 2008, wait, 2009, right? You guys attempted to play in 2009. 2009, yeah. I think it was just after I graduated high school. Okay. It was myself and my my best friend, Joey. We were the ones putting it on, and I was uh, very excited that you guys were able to make it out and play. And then, obviously, everything happened to where you couldn't play. And there was like, you know, there's there's only like, whatever... I think five or six bands left to play. And obviously you were guys, you guys were one of them. And I just remember above all, I mean, it was a very traumatic experience in my own life, but above all, I felt so bad for the bands that couldn't play of just like, like a genuine sort of like sadness was like, Oh man, like all of these bands made such an effort (laughs) to come out here. And then this stupid thing happened. I mean, obviously I know you guys ended up playing that, you know, ridiculous house show that is forever immortalized on YouTube. (laughs) Was, was it, was it weird for you guys coming out to the West coast and kind of having this, like this general air of enthusiasm about the band? Yeah. I mean, that was our first time ever going past, coast so it was it was like really exciting and a lot was happening like I turned 18 like probably like three days before Sound and Fury or something like that so I don't know it was just all like really new and really exciting to finally be able to like do something like real with the band for so long well like in still school right had always been like in the way forever in the way sure so it felt it felt like being able to do something quote-unquote legitimate and make it 3,000 miles away from your home was like a uh, a sort of achievement in and of itself yeah and another thing too is that we grew up in this like awesome area that has these other like really cool bands that are like doing that were doing it at the time too and like we were still so young like Tidal Fight and the Menzingers and like they were all touring and we hadn't really gotten to do like full U.S. tours yet and it was so exciting to finally be able to like they're like, yeah, like we're getting in the van and we're doing it. Like we're finally going to be gone for longer than two weeks. It's going to be crazy. The way you're putting it makes it sound so cute too. Like it was like this charming thing like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to be able to spend a little more time away from home. And like, as opposed to, I mean, I, I think a lot of people view touring as like this, you know, uh, very high octane um, experience. And you guys, it sounds like it was a, it was a sweet enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever had a high-octane tour, <laughs> but True. no, it's always just been, like, fun. That's, like, the most important part, like, for it not to become, like, this, like, super stressful, like, you know, burden of a thing. Like, it's still, I feel like we still rarely tour, so it's still, like, this very, like, lighthearted, fun thing that we, like, get to do every year. Right. So, still feels kind of the same way. Like, wow, we finally get to go. They're all centered around vacation, like, you know, the typical school vacation. So, in a way, it's like, because I, I played in bands for years in high school, and it was always one of those things where, you know, you'd come back after a summer, and of course, like, you know, the kids that don't play in bands, which is a majority of them, were like, you know, oh, hey, where what'd you do over the summer? And it's like, oh, you know, play video games or whatever. And then it was like, Oh yeah, I was gone for like two months, like on tour. And it was always that like, what? Yeah. Do you have that experience too? People are like, no, you're not in a band. I feel like my school life especially was always kind of like very separate from the band. And even like sometimes meet people who were Tiger Shaw fans that didn't know, like that I went to school with, that like didn't know that I was in the band. Because I guess it's something that I don't like, I don't know if advertise is the right word, but I'm not like, yeah, I'm like in this band. 
like, if it comes up, it comes up, but I don't know. Especially funny during student teaching and then, like, the kids finding out and it being like, I didn't want it to become, like, this thing that was in a band and I'm, like, looking up on YouTube or something. So that was a pretty interesting situation. You were, you were student teaching and that, that occurred? And so you had to kind of uh, handle that situation as it arose? My cooperating teacher, who was amazing, well, I, I student taught in a high school, like, right outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite an inner city school, but it was definitely very urban and, like, very diverse. So I went in thinking, like, I'm not really sure, like, how many people will even know about Tiger's Jaw. Like, I had, like, it might happen, like, I don't know what what that will be like when I encounter it because I need to be seen as, like, you know, the teacher. You know, like, when I see kids at shows or, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I could be friends with them. I could talk to them. and But it, it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to approach this if, like, they come up to me and they're like, I know who you are. Right. Which did happen. And I basically had to be like, and this is also, like, you know, after the whole ordeal last year with people leaving the band and a lot of people were confused. So that was one thing that some of my students would, like, ask me about. And I would just be like, listen, I would totally talk to you about this, but I just, like, can't talk to you about it here. You know what I mean? Like, here I'm Miss Collins. Outside of school, I'm Brianna, and you can, like, talk to me about it, but, you know. It was kind of just a, an awkward. Now I work in an elementary school and I do not worry about it. If you're finding out about Tiger's Jaw, you must have a really cool older brother or sister. Although today, because it's like an elementary middle school, I overheard some of my eighth grade girls that were uh, in a study hall that I was subbing in. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, like, have you heard about this band B-Side? Like, they're so cool. Like, I'm going to Warp Tour this year and I just like couldn't help but be like, oh my God, hilarious. Like, this is, this is me <laughs> as a 13-year-old, like... It's hilarious to see. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's adorable to run into that that sort of like, yeah, I mean, when you see that sort of youthful enthusiasm, you can't help but be like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my wife is a high school English teacher. She never played in a band or like did anything like that. But since I was always active in music, she always had kids come up to her and be like, your husband is is that guy that sings for that band. And it was it was one of those things she had to, I mean, she didn't get probably punished like you where they were asking about the future plans of the band (laughs) but she always she always had to navigate that because yeah you don't want to break down that level of like okay i'm an authority figure i really shouldn't be looked at as like a peer even though we're we're, we can be cool but there's that line you need to you know be professional yeah that's exactly it because i am like especially when I was like student teaching, like, you know, like my seniors were 18, you know, like, like I have friends that are that old. So it was just like, when I'm in that setting, like they need to respect me like a teacher. And so I didn't want to be like their friend. Like I'm like, you know, too cool with them, but I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to shut them out either. Cause that's obviously something that I could like talk to them about and relate to them. And yeah, I don't know. I think in, in the end it, it did help me. It mm-hmm. gave me kind of this little bit of a thing that's like interesting, I guess, about me being their teacher, but yeah, I didn't like play YouTube videos of Tiger Shop or right. anything. It just was like, if they found out, they found out I was not like, Hey, check this out guys. Here's a sampler. Got a new record coming out. <laughs> the only time I did, like, really talk about being in the band and kind of how it relates, like, being in the band has helped me with, like, what I'm going to school for and being, an, like, an artist, quote-unquote, and stuff like that. Like, I talked to the AP class about it because I believe all Tiger's Jaw art is, like, stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. So... I was like, if your friends have a band or if you know someone that has like this platform where they could like put your work out there, like that's basically what I've, it started as just like, oh, this is convenient and like something that I'd love to do to like now, you know, like I feel like it's 
like my thing now to <laughs> kind of like do our art stuff and designs. You're, and now I hope it's a couple other bands doing stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, you're taking the sometimes intangible, unpractical thing of you know being an artist and doing stuff for your band, but then being able to apply it to other areas of your life. And then it's like, oh no, this this can work, and this is how you can apply that. So, but you you yourself, you were born and raised in like the uh, Scranton area or Doylestown. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, the eastern side of Pennsylvania, but. I was born in, like, northeastern Pennsylvania, like, 20 minutes outside of Scranton, kind of a more rural area. I went to high school with Greg Barnett from the Menzingers and Bob Barnett from Captain North Sinking. Got it. But that's actually through them. That's, like, how I met Adam and, like, how I ended up joining Tiger's Jaw because, you know, Hamlin is literally the middle of nowhere, it seems, and you have to, like, drive 30 minutes to go to the mall or anywhere, really. They right. just got a Dunkin' Donuts. It was like the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> Lines are on the block. So, well, yeah, there aren't sidewalks, but if there were, I'm sure. What was your family structure like? Like brothers and sisters and uh, mom and dad or what? I have, well, a mom and a dad and they're awesome. They we, they still live in the house that I born and moved into. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two older brothers, but they're 10 and 11 years older than me. That was a pretty interesting thing growing up. Like when I was they were graduating high school. So right. now that I'm getting older, it's kind of, we've gotten closer as I've gotten older, sort of yeah, know, catching up to them. Well, totally. Because what, what, what high schooler is going to be like, oh yeah, like my eight-year-old sister, like I don't, I don't really even know where to begin with that. They were really good with me though from like, I, I have really good memories of like, they obviously had to babysit me because they're the, per- they were the perfect age to babysit when I was like <laughs> seriously needing a babysitter. So they never really, at least from my memory, I don't, like, they would bring me around and, like, their friends were always really nice to me. It was funny because when I was in high school, like, some of their friends were my teachers. And, I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty, I don't remember it being that bad. I remember one time, though, like, I am the baby and the only girl, but, like, they're two boys. And I remember one time we were all having, like, a pillow fight or something while they were babysitting me. And my one brother, like, knocked me straight off the bed and I got, like, a bloody nose. It was, like, horrifying. Sure. And my mom was so pissed off. But <laughs> other than like typical yeah. childhood brother sister stuff. Brother sister fights. Yeah. I always find it interesting too when the family structure when you do have children so far apart in age. To me it, stri- it strikes me as your your parents are probably like, Hey, maybe maybe we should have a girl. <laughs> that then, was literally it. Okay. That was literally they like wanted a girl and like tried and tried and I don't know, like then it happened. <laughs> <laughs> They were happy about it, though. And what, what did your parents do for a living as you were growing up? Um, My mom is a nurse. Well, she's a nurse, but she was, this is like a wordy to say, the director of geriatric services okay. at a hospital. So she basically like senior medical mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad worked at this like plant for RCA, like the, you know, TVs and stuff. Oh, yeah. But they, they like moved to Mexico. They did that whole thing where they like laid off all their workers. So... Mm-hmm. I had to have been like starting high school or something, but he started working at this place called Deluxe Digital Studios and they get stuff ready for like Amazon Prime and like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. And that's like what my brother does in California. But my dad's job (laughs) was to like, I would have loved that he, he had to like watch movies like over and over again and make sure all of the details were correct. Uh Like, my only way to explain it is, like, he had to do all the games and stuff. So for, like, Saw 4 or something like that, they had a game where it was 99 questions. But if you got a question wrong, it took you back to the beginning. And, like, think about Saw. And 
So he had to test it and make sure that he had to like play the game so that he got every question wrong to make sure that it took you back to the beginning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he did that. He's retired now. He deserves it. Yeah, quality quality control. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. And so, and the way that you're describing your town, it's like, I'm envisioning it like the proverbial one stoplight town. Basically that, like minimal street lights. Like you're lucky if there are lines in the center of the road. Mm-hmm. And like, it really wasn't that bad. I don't know. I feel like I was looking at my parents, like, always took me to, to go and do whatever I wanted. And Scranton's not that far. But they work. They don't work in Hamlin. Like, they work in Scranton. Got it. Got so, it. Yeah. So would you would you classify it more as, like, rural or suburban? Definitely rural. Okay. Your address may have just been, like, you know, Highway 48, uh, you know, P.O. Box, whatever. Yep, like Road 7 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they changed it. Because I live on kind of, like, a cul-de-sac type thing. It's actually, like, a hill. Mm-hmm. But... They gave it a name, but it was Road something and right. when I was really little. But they had to change everything for, like, 911 calls, so it was, like, more specific. Sure. Yeah, they're, but, not just, yeah. they're not just tossing you in a general area. Oh, yeah, they're over there. Yeah, they're on Road 7 somewhere. <laughs> and so then as as you were, you know, growing up in your formative years, what kind of kid were you? What, what Were you uh, looking at your older brothers trying to be kind of a tomboy, or did you find yourself, you know, a, a sensitive artist type, like, uh, you know, as you were... Uh, <laughs> As you, were, as you were going through high school? And stuff. Well, I think when I was, like, really little, um, I was lucky that at, at the time when I was growing up, there were a lot of really great families living, like, in my neighborhood. That was kind of more of, like, what you'd imagine as a suburban setup, where I could, like, walk across, like, my street to go to a neighbor. But, mind you, we were on, like, a hill, and then, like, the next plot of neighbors would be, like, far. So, I was, the, the families all had boys. So, I guess... Like, I like to, you know, ride my bike on the trails in the woods and, like, look for salamanders and, like, that kind of thing when I was little. But I've never been, like, a super girly girl, but I guess I kind of am now. I love, like, wearing dresses and getting my nails painted. Sure. But in high school, I really liked music. In seventh grade, I had a crush on a boy, and he made me a mix, and that kind of, like... Of oh, that's huge. Set the tone. Yeah, it it was pretty huge. This was totally my. I, mean, I think it's most guys' moves, but in as much detail as you can. What format was it on? Was it on a tape or was it on an actual CD? It was on a. It was on a CD. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it was made specifically for me or like a, <laughs> a burned copy of something. Sure. It was a mix of like it had brand new on it, like early like your favorite weapon stuff, but then it had like Streetlight Manifesto songs. Okay. I don't know. And at that time, I was also like Paula Boy and, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I was a big fan of this move. Did he write descriptions of why he put the songs on the actual mix for you? No, he wasn't. Oh, he not- wasn't that thoughtful. Seventh grade, we, we were about 12. So <laughs> I don't know if he had gotten to that point yet where he was really... He didn't know his move yet. You know? Was that kind of how you cut your teeth on music? Was it was it Fall Out Boy and that sort of, you know, pop punk stuff that you became o- aware to you? And how did you get introduced to that? Seventh grade, just that pivotal year. I, um, one good thing about Hamlin is, like I said, Bob and Greg's both went to my high school and they're like a little Greg's two years older than me and Bob's two years older than me but they were like running shows and doing shows and stuff and I remember I went to something called a Mighty John show which was just at a local church and it was like a ska show because of course everybody was super ska then which they probably still are but <laughs> my mom let me go because it was like at a church and she obviously didn't like know what it was really I was just like oh yeah we're going to this thing and dropped me off and I don't know I just like loved that I love like being at a show and like seeing this music and 
It was the first time I crowd surfed. It was like, whoa, got really into Streetlight Manifesto and brand new were like my favorite bands. And then I don't know, I started just like making friends that were like going to shows and, you know, listening to the same kind of stuff that I was. A lot of people had older siblings that were like kind of closer, like unlike me, like their older brothers would be, or and older sisters would be like, you know, we were in middle school, but they were in high school and like starting to do all the cool stuff. That was also something that was like introducing me more to like going to shows and like stuff like that. But right. You had, so- you had something to kind of like look up to. My own brothers, like, they don't really have a similar like taste in music. They were listening to like, rap or like country or something which i do like a little bit of either of those but like like in the early 2000s it wasn't like something that i was trying to trying to listen to so then as you started to uh get involved with this stuff did, did your parents have any idea what to do with you yeah not really i mean my oldest brother jason is really good it's like super smart very intelligent was really good at golf and tennis and he has like three master's degrees or something right now and he's like my other brother justin who is only like a year younger than Jason. Super athletic, amazing at sports. Still is the track coach for my high school. <laughs> um, and then I like basically do well in school, like academic wise. And I like sports. Like I did when I was younger. I did like gymnastics and swimming. I danced until I graduated high school. But I also liked art and music. And like I did a lot of of stuff like with the, the art program at my high school and I did this thing called Arts Alive which was like an intensive art program in the summer that children's branch in and so I think it was just like my parents like had like one one and then the other that were like very like you know Jay was good at school and like doing these things and Justin like doing these things and I just like doing a whole bunch of things and especially like the music stuff and going to shows like they didn't really like necessarily get but they I think they knew that it was, like, a good outlet for me, and it wasn't, like, something where bad things were happening. So I was, like, super lucky that they, like, let me go. Because Cafe Metropolis, which was, like, the big venue, not big in size, but, like, the right. venue that a lot of bands played at in Wilkes-Barre, it's 40, it's 45 minutes away from my parents' house. My mom was, like, Greg drive. She, like, didn't let anybody under the age of 18 drive me for some reason. So she was, like, if Greg was driving when I was younger, she would, like, let him or someone else of my friends that was, like older like drives me down and I get to like go to shows and stuff so I don't know I feel very lucky that my parents although they didn't like necessarily get it and I still don't think they get it they like came to a show, our show in Scranton in December when we did like the holiday show and mm-hmm. you know they, I think they could see like how it's like kind of like a legitimate thing you know what I mean like, we're not like I don't know I don't want to say, like, you're not a legitimate band if you're not, like, playing in front of a bunch of people. I feel like to my parents, who have, like, no real concept of going to a show, like, they're like, oh, okay, go. (laughs) Shows or do anything like that. Right. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like, maybe it's something really, really small, like, man, that parking space, it's always taken. And I wish that I would be able to, like, get it. Instead of, you know, this person that maybe, you know, is the most courteous and considerate. I know that's something very random, but it's true. We all experience different things throughout the day that trigger us in so many different ways. And there are many times where I have been like, I wish that I had a a spot or a repository for me to, you know, get this stuff off of my chest. Because if you bottle it up, that is no bueno. 
And then all of a sudden you explode on a coworker or a friend or a family member being like, the parking spot. And people are like, what are you talking about? That is where therapy comes in. And I love working with BetterHelp because I'm a huge advocate for therapy, broadly speaking. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is so easy because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you are not vibing with the therapist for any reason, you can switch it out at no additional charge. Get things off of your chest with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Ray. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Well, it's just, I, I think the biggest thing is just kind of putting it in context. Like even, you know, playing in front of 150 people inside of a, you know, hot, sweaty room. If you show a parent that, you'll be like, oh, wow. Like someone is finding something that my kid is doing of worth. And like that, yeah. that is that that kind of puts it in context where it's like, oh, they're not just, you know, wasting their time doing some experimental art project to, you know, one person in a weird room in the middle of Baltimore. So like, you know, something that's just like, yeah, oh, you're you're completely, quote unquote, wasting your time. But that's cool. That's cool that they were that they gave you that uh, that leash to go on rather than, you know, be like, oh, we don't understand this. We need to really lock down on her. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some points when I was, like, you know, 14 and, like, in my room alone, like, blasting, like, my My Chemical Romance record, they were like, what is going on? <laughs> but they never, like, told me not to listen to certain music. Like, they just kind of, like, let me do my own thing as long as I was still, like, you know, keeping good grades. And, like, I was in, like, a million clubs. So it wasn't like I was, like, a loner or anything. Like, I still, like, to them, I feel like seemed, like, fine. Right. Well, yeah, you were you were being active and productive from like the sort of stereotypical high school experience as far as, you know, like you said, clubs and athletics and that sort of stuff. But you might have been doing things that weren't, you know, the the, that might not be the first or second choice of most typical high school students. But you were still active, which obviously, you know, calms parents from that perspective of they're like, okay, 
my kids, just like you said, my kid's alone in his room, his or her room. They're not doing anything. They're not participating. <laughs> what do they care about? That's, I think that's what sets parents' alarm bells off where it's like they need to care about something, right? As you obviously became immersed in, you know, all uh, going to shows and all that sort of stuff. Because Tiger's Jaw, for all intent and purposes, is your first band, right? Yeah. I was going to say the only band, but I guess I'm like kind of in pedal now. So, yeah, like my first, the first band I've ever played in was right. Tiger's Jaw. Right. Which is which is really disheartening for most people to hear because normally you're supposed to play in some terrible bands when you're obviously <laughs> in high school. And then you, you, you get to just be like, oh, well, yeah, I do this thing. And, you know, and of course, Tiger's Jaw has obviously evolved sonically. But, you know, even on your, your, your first releases, there was elements of what you are doing now in it. So, yeah, bas- basically, I think most people will hear this and just be like, you know what? Screw you. You didn't play in a terrible band. <laughs> I mean, I just got really lucky because Adam and Ben were writing, like, music that I liked. And that was, like, one reason why when Adam Adam and I were, like, talking on AIM and he was like, yeah, our keyboard is quit. And I was like, well, I've taken piano lessons for eight years. Like, I could help you out if you, like, need someone to play at a show. And, like, that's just, like, basically how it happened. I, like, played a show with them and then they were like, you want to be in the band? And I was like, yeah. And I, like, sat down while I played, like, a true piano player. It was hilarious. <laughs> embarrassing so, you uh you like you did that actually at your actual first show you sat down and like pulled out a chair and stuff like that yeah i had a chair that's spectacular because that's how you play piano obviously yeah <laughs> that was the only context in which you knew yeah so the uh, i was so nervous but oh, it's really funny in retrospect can ima- well if you weren't nervous i would have questioned you because even if you are not nervous like you you shouldn't really you know look cool on stage like, when you're that young and you're just like figuring it out. I definitely didn't. I still don't think I really have it figured out, but you know, at least I'm not sitting down. You know, yeah. I'm, I, it's funny you say that because I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, you don't, you look like when, I mean, the last time I saw you guys play was when, you know, you played chain reaction the last time you came through. And it, it, it is one of those things. Like, I think just because you guys don't have that sort of like full time touring, mindset of like okay here we are we're tiger's jaw we're this really professional band um because that that's obvious that's obviously what like most bands you know strive to be and since you guys haven't haven't had that on your agenda there is this sort of like just uh you know i'm trying to think the best way to describe it without sounding like a slam like (laughs) because it's like it's like a a sort of lackadaisical like hey you know we're tigers john we're just kind of showing up to play some songs for you guys there are very few bands that can pull it off without being like oh come on like give me a break hopefully you sound okay (laughs) well that that and after you know adam was always the one that talked during shows so obviously ben and i had to uh i still don't really talk i'm always like so afraid that i'm gonna say something that like will come across as like not making sense or i don't know <laughs> so ben does t- do most of the talking now but that's also why we're still kind of figuring it out <laughs> totally i could i could see that where it's just like oh yeah well here i yeah hey guys how's it going here here we are in front of you here's some songs i'm not gonna tell a joke but (laughs) right right yeah i I definitely do feel that they're uh you know you know some people obviously have sort of a a stage persona so to so to speak you know where it's like they get on stage and you know they're still themselves but they're maybe a more heightened version of themselves but i mean you in particular definitely feel like you exist completely in the same world both on and off stage (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a choice, so I'm not asking the crowd how they're doing tonight or anything. Right. Maybe, 
Maybe I'll, I will be able to see you guys okay. Right. How's it going, Houston? You guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know, along those same lines, like the, you know, just because Tiger Shaw has existed, like we were joking about earlier in this world of, of your popularity continues to rise as far as like more people knowing about you guys and, uh, you know, more people paying attention to what you're doing, but you're not a full-time touring band from that perspective, because obviously you've all dedicated yourselves to school and other avenues of life. I presume that's been sort of, uh, well, it's been intentional that you guys have obviously focused on school and not making the band the, you know, sort of typical, let's drop everything. We need to do this. You know, has that something that's been sort of difficult for you personally to navigate? Uh, Or did did you ever want to at some point be like, yes, I want to drop everything and and do this band from a full-time perspective? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I feel like I've thought about that a lot, like especially when I was just starting school and seeing Title Fight do that and like do well and like it like worked out for them and I was like, why? Like we could totally do this, but the difference between like our situation and their situation is that like Ned and Walking and Gora didn't even start college, which was the wisest choice I think. But like Ned and Ben were just starting school and Shane wasn't like you know. Like, he went back to school, like, when they were doing their freshman year, but he wasn't, like, you know, this is where I really need to be. Like, they all kind of had to sit, you know, they were all ready to, like, put school on hold and, like, do it. Whereas I was a freshman at the same time as Ned and Ben were, but Ben and Dennis are two years ahead of me, and uh, Pat and Adam were three years ahead. So people were just, like, like, everybody was, like, almost done, you know what I mean? And then when I had started and they had finished, like, then it was their time to, like, wait for me to be done, you know? So in the end, I'm, like, really happy that it turned out that way. But I can't say that, like, I never wished that we couldn't have just done it because I feel like we could have, you know, dropped out and been a band and, like, made it work. Mm-hmm. But now I'm happy that after Ben is done uh, working towards his speech pathology license, like, we'll have, like, I'm a certified teacher, so be a licensed speech pathologist, and then we could, like, go 100% at the band, and then if, you know, we, you know, want to come back to, like, real, quote-unquote, real-life, like, jobs, like, we have that. Yeah. So I'm really happy that we ended up doing it that way, but it was difficult at times, especially when, like, you get tour offers. Even still, like, we get, I'll get a text, and it'll be like, this band, like, asked about you guys doing this tour in the fall and it's like yeah i i can't do it and i'm bummed but we will do something cool eventually like it will happen so right right the the impression that i always got you know from you guys was that that focus on like we're gonna get our real life set up first and then we can pursue this sort of you know this alternate universe of of being in a band and touring and all that sort of stuff but you know it's that's interesting that you obviously had a had a struggle in your own head you know backing up like when you did first start to go to shows like was it always in your head that you wanted to play in a band or was it one of those things where you just I like never imagined being in a band okay it kind of happened really fast like I started going to shows like like 12 13 and like but not like every weekend like just like when there was a show that I wanted to see and like going to warp tour and stuff like that but like when I was 14 was when I started to you know kind of more consistently go to shows and make those friends that were like wanting to drive to Screenton to go to a show and stuff like that. And that's how I met Adam, and it kind of just happened really fast. Like, basically, 
the summer, I think it was the summer that I turned 15 that, that like, I joined Tiger's Jaw. I always get, like, confused. Ben knows better than me. He has a much better memory than I do. <laughs> but, like, it all happened, like, very fast. It was, like, I was going to shows, and all of a sudden I was in a band. But, like, I never, like, like, I didn't start a band. I didn't, like, seek it out. It kind of just, like, happened. Right, right. And, like, now I can't imagine, like, not being in Tiger's Jaw or, like, not being in a band. Especially not being in Tiger's Jaw. I, like, can't imagine it. It's like just so much a part of my life. Does it make you nervous from that perspective of, because obviously there's, there's a certain uh, concept of an identity that is obviously incorporated into, you know, your band. Like obviously you're Brianna from Tiger's Jaw. Like that is what, you know, your quote unquote average music listener will know you as. Does it sit in your head that you obviously try to, like you were similar to what you're doing, obviously we were talking about in school, how you have to kind of separate those two, um, is that is that something that kind of goes through your head where it's like okay I can't place too much of my identity in this band? Um, I think I don't really think about that just because we're not really doing the band like that much. Sure. But I don't know. I guess I guess like quote Brianna from Tiger's Jaw does come out like have to come out. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think about it like that as much. I don't think like yeah. when we're on tour, it kind of feels like that. Or like if I go to a show or like get recognized or something, which is still like very strange and surreal. Like that's when it feels like that. Like, Oh, somebody knows me like from this band, but like, yeah. Other than that, I don't really, I guess I don't really like feel that way. Sure, sure. It's something when you're in the middle of it, it's definitely hard to put in context. And, you know, as as, as things progress, and obviously if certain things, you know, take more of a backseat in your life, that's when it's like, you, you you have the time to look back and like, oh, okay, like I can, I can see where this all sort of transpires. Not only in the, you know, 30 minutes that we spoke, but you yourself, the demeanor in which you put out into the world is, you know, you are a very sweet, charming, you know, uh, soft-spoken person. Uh, it's one of those things where the, the the common conception, especially of independent music, is that there is you know some element of either turmoil or um, you know you don't identify with a lot of pieces in the world. Whether it's like oh I don't you know I don't feel like one of the you know one of my peers or whatever. There's a juxtaposition there <laughs> with with the image that you that you obviously have, and then that sort of common you know independent music listener. You know, did you identify with that sort of stuff as you were? Um, you know, listening to My Chemical Romance in, in your bedroom alone? Um, and, you know, how did that all kind of transpire in your head as far as that's concerned? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I definitely felt like I could relate to other people, like, through, like, the similar type of music that I was listening to. And I obviously, like, identified with the lyrics in some way, like, that. like I'm not okay, I promise. Like, when you're, you know, a teenager, I mean, even still, like, and you're, like, pissed or you're upset or mad, especially, like, when I was younger and, like, you know, boyfriends and friendships that were, like, tumultuous. And my parents were awesome, but it wasn't like I never, like, fought with them or anything. So I think for me, like, that was, like, what music was, like, just, like, a very comforting thing. And, like, I loved being able to relate to lyrics. Like, someone wrote that and it's, like, I could have written it. Like, sounds so corny, but it's, like, I guess that's that's, like, how I related to it. Yeah, well, no, I think that that's an important point because, I mean, it, art doesn't necessarily need to be, like, created from pain, you know? You can create something from, obviously, so many of the other different emotions, and then you can identify with something, you know, maybe not the sort of, like, you know, antisocial, anti-authoritarian, you know, independent music construct, but you could be like, no, these lyrics speak to me because it makes me feel comfortable. And so photography has obviously been a huge part of your life. And that's, that's something that you, 
do you still continue to study at school? Well, that's what I majored in. Yeah, I majored in photography, and then I have a concentration in art education. And the school that I went to basically is like putting a dual major into one thing because some of the classes overlap for art education and like getting a BFA. Okay. Sorry, I'm like getting in my car. That's okay. My Bluetooth is about to do something weird, so hold on, let me. <laughs> no, no problem. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Photography is obviously such a huge component of music in general because there obviously is a way to visually represent what a person is trying to create sonically. Has that been something that you've found the relationship between the two pretty symbiotic? Well, I actually got into photography because I really wanted to do band photography. Mm-hmm. And I used to bring like my parents' little point-and-shoot camera to shows until one time I got it stolen out of show when I set it down. Rough. Um, but I, with the cost of uh, like a Rebel XTI, like digital SLR camera, with my parents for Christmas when I was... And I took, like, a darkroom photography class in high school. So I was shooting, like, film and digital, like, through high school. Like, the band photography kind of, like, took more of a backseat to obviously exploring, like, more, I don't know, what you have to do in art school, you know, like, like a full-on project with, like, an artist statement behind it kind of thing. But on tour, like, that's, like, one thing I love to do. Like, I love to 
like, have my camera with me and just kind of, like, you know, document, like, what we're, like, doing. Like, last year we got to, yeah, last year we went to, uh, like, Kurt Cobain's house, and it was just, like, so pretty, and, like, I was so glad that I, like, had my camera with me. Like, now I have those pictures forever, but they're not, like, on my phone. They're, like, actual, like... Right, prints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, you have something tangible that you can look back on and be like, oh, that was... That was a very special moment. Something I cannot relate to, but I'm always interested in is the the conception of obviously being a female with an independent music, having that, I wouldn't even call it a burden, but that responsibility placed on you just because there's obviously not as many girls in bands and obviously even girls at shows in general. Was that was that something that was uh, interesting for you as you first started to go to shows and notice like, hey, I am one of, you know, 15 girls at this show. Like when did, when did you start to notice that being a thing? I feel like in our, like, at least in the Scranton scene, like, when I was younger and going to shows, like, there, I had a lot of girlfriends that, like, were at shows, so it never really felt like this super outnumbered thing, and of course, because, like, when I came to Tiger Shaw, we were playing shows, like, in Scranton, and we, like, all knew each other, it wasn't like, oh, like, you're a girl in a band, like, kind of thing, but I definitely have experienced things that are solely, like, I'm a girl, and you're, like making this assumption because I'm a female like type of thing mm-hmm. like like you try to get in they're like and you say you're in the band and they're like what band me having to like prove like yeah I'm not lying like <laughs> all right it's kind of a, a a disbelief that you actually do like you do play in a band yeah it hasn't I mean that hasn't happened in like years sure like a couple years but I don't know I feel too like because I'm a girl like I get the kind of attention like from it's not like it doesn't happen to boys either because I totally see it happen to boys in bands. When I was younger, I totally did it too. Or like, you're like, oh my God, like he's so good looking, blah, blah, blah. And not saying that like, that's what like all people say about me. But I feel like, you <laughs> right. know, like if I ever feel strange desire to like, maybe like search my name on a hashtag and like see what comes up. Like, you know, like I see like weird things. Right. I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no one will not marry you. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll ever love you like that. <laughs> but it's all—it's all like fairly innocent. Like there, there have rarely been any that have made me feel truly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I did recently experience—I uh, don't even like feel like really acknowledging it—but there was like a stalking incident with myself and um, Kylie, who's in Pedal, and a couple of our friends. Mm-hmm. Like this person who found us through Tiger's Jaw—he's a Tiger's Jaw fan—and you know, got really upset. Which he's relaxed, thank God. Probably realized that, like, it wasn't a good idea to, like, you know, message my friends on Tumblr a hundred times a day. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. But I feel like that could all. I definitely think that there are, like, some inequalities and, like, definite differences with being, like, a female in a band. And I'm not, like, I don't consider Tiger's Jaw, like, a female fronted band, which I feel like the girls who are in, like, female fronted bands, like, face a lot, a lot of stuff, too, you Mm -hmm. know? Everybody compares them to Paramore. Right. I love course. Paramore. Right. But, you know, and just stuff like that. But Well, no, that, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I do think it's interesting, the, the sort of object of affection. Um, that, yeah. That is totally... <laughs> that's a good word for it. It happens to everybody. And it's so strange. Like, the, the bands that I used to play in, I sang for them. And so, by default, people will pay attention to you because you sing in a band. That's a reality. And so it it, yeah. be- it became so strange for me to have like you know a, a female approach me and only be interested in me, not because of the way I looked, not because of everything else, but because I got on stage and grabbed a microphone. And like it took me 
a minute to realize like like whatever whatever relationship could be you know gotten out of that is not meaningful and is not like oh yeah and it is it is really strange to kind of have that you know sitting in your head where it's like oh man people are looking at me like that like that's weird like you feel like a a piece of meat in a way yeah sometimes it feels like that yeah. i feel like too because i am like the only girl i don't know but like it's never been like something that's like been a thing in the band like it's not like right you know they're like oh like there was a girl like i think i talked on a small talk about them making boy jokes which i kind of regret saying but like <laughs> just like things that they like joked around with each other that i necessarily didn't like you know yeah. vibe with right but i think in a band and like being a girl like a female has also been like a really like positive thing for me too because I've had girls come up to me and say, like, how, like, like they see that I do it, and they're like, I feel like I could do it too. And I'm like, hell yeah, like, why not? Like, I didn't even, like, not that it's, like, easy to be in a band, but, like, to start a band, like, sure, like, find friends that do it and, like, just try. Like, I don't think, like, being, like, male or female should, like, prohibit you from, like, doing what you, like, want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been, like, a really rewarding part because, like, it's something that I, like, truly love and, like, you know, want to do for as long as possible. And I hope that, like, I don't know, girls see that and, like... Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, because it's like, I've... I mean, on this particular podcast, it's like I've done, you know, 100-some-odd episodes, and, you know, you are, like, my fourth or fifth girl the sort of feedback that i get from people in regards to females appearing on the show is honestly so much stronger where they're like thanks for having that and it's like to me it's not intentional like of course i desire to speak to people of all different walks of life but the the reactions of like you were saying that sort of like empowering like oh wow you know my my, my sex doesn't have to be a barrier for entry you know yeah exactly which is exciting the, the the last thing I want to hit on was because because of the the nature of being in a band and and leaving and you know being in a relationship and like having the context of of touring and being able to sustain a relationship while you're obviously not only on the road but uh, you know as your significant other tours and stuff like that um, have you yourself found that more beneficial that you know that you both have a common understanding of like okay this is what it's like to be on tour and this is what it's like to do this rather than like having one person that you're involved with not have an understanding of it um, i i definitely feel like for myself it has helped with like especially the more i've gotten to tour trying to understand like okay so he might not be able to talk to me right now but that's because he's actually busy and not just like you know i'm not just assuming that he's like having fun all the time like it, it, it is like actual work at points like sure. the best kind of work but you know like you still have stuff to do and it, it definitely was hard, harder when I was in school. Well, it was, I don't know. It was, it was easier and harder when I was in school because it was easier because I was distracted and, like, very focused. And I feel like us both having our own kind of, you know, our own shit going on, like, you know, I could do my own thing and, like, not have to rely on him being home to, like, you know, function as a normal human. Like, I, you know... I can, like, live my life, like, while he's gone and living his and doing his own stuff, and we can still, like, be in a relationship and be happy. And But it was hard, too, because, you know, anytime he'd get to do something, like, really fun or cool, you know, and I'm, like, writing a, a, an eight-page paper, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, come on. Yeah, you're but, like, this is kind of a bummer. But now, now we live together, so it's like, we'll see. Yeah. He hasn't really been on tour that much, 
Sure. But I'm about I'm the one that's like going for the longest since that happened. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it it's just like kind of become a normal thing. Like we've been dating for six years, so it's like I don't know. Like Tiger Sean Title Fight did their first tours, like the first real tours, kind of together. Right. Even though I wasn't allowed to go, but since <laughs> well, then Title Fight's basically been touring. So it's just something that I've kind of grown accustomed to, and he's really good at talking on the phone to me. So. Yeah. Well, no, that's the, I mean, it's cool because it definitely, you know, it, because you've obviously had the long experience of being together and watch each other, you do have a better understanding of, I mean, not only where each other is coming from, but obviously, you know, a gradual change as opposed to like, you know, you all of a sudden meeting him now and dating him and being like, oh, I got to get used to like, you're gone for this long. Yeah. This, this sucks. I, uh, yeah. I guess in that way, like it was, I don't know if lucky's the right word. I do feel lucky. But. Yes. Right, right, right. The, the timing was right. <laughs> the last thing I want to hit on was the idea of, obviously, like you were mentioning earlier, in the fact that there is a horizon in which uh, Tiger's Jaw obviously can be a more, you know, basically the focal point of your life. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Yeah, exactly. Is that something that, I mean, I, I sense the excitement in your voice. Is there any trepidation as well of like, oh, man, this could be scary that this could, you know, fail miserably within a year? Um, or is it one of those things where it's like, oh, because we've, we've got ourselves, uh, set up in, in the normal life, we can always return to that. I think there's that. I think for me, it's tough because like right now I'm in like this strange, we're in like this strange transitional period where like I graduated college and now I'm doing this kind of temporary-esque job of substitute teaching. And I, like, I've gotten like, you know, job offers from a couple of the schools that I work for, for like more full-time positions but it's like do I like I I really like we want to do Tiger's job so I'm like holding off on doing that obviously hoping that I'm like making the right decisions but like we've been working towards this for like eight years so it's nine years I don't know however long it's been but if we don't like at least try to like do like a couple tours in a row like I don't think we need to be a band that tours like nine months out of the year like we never have been but I'd like to to go places and do things that we've been, you know, held back from doing because, you know, we've had to finish school. We've had to finish, like, getting our, you know, professional shit together. Yeah. So I'm excited, and it is, like, comforting to to know that, like, I'm uh, working for this one woman who's going on maternity leave for three months in the fall at the same school and, you know, just making, like, connections with people at a school district that I really like and you know what I mean so it's like when I and it's not like I hide being in a band from them so you know they know that like that's something I want to do and I'm hoping that I make like a good enough relationship with them that maybe you know when it does come you know comes time to maybe take a step back from touring and like do something else they'll like you know let me sub again or like maybe see if there's a position or something so I'm excited yeah it's all very nerve-wracking but such is life. Yeah, it's very true. It is interesting because I do feel like there is there is an element of, you know, because the, 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 you know, the old adage of, you know, being, you know, young and dumb, where it's like when you're, you know, when you start to tour, when you're whatever, 16, 17, 18 years old, um, sometimes you don't even have the wherewithal to either appreciate what you're surrounded by and like experiencing. You're just like concerned about having fun and that's like it. So maybe, yeah. maybe just because obviously you're a little bit older and have a little bit more perspective on the stuff that you can enjoy, um, you know, you, it might be, it might be you have a finer appreciation of tours as opposed to just like, 
oh wow what's the, what's the next fun thing i get to do you know so it could be it could be cool from that perspective i definitely think that and i also like i'm only 22 so do i really like if i say hmm, do i want to like tour with my band because i finally have the chance or do i want to like work at the same place every day for the next you know 180 days i feel like i'm out of like the point in my life where i still have like i don't have kids like i'm not married like I'm at like, like a really good position to to do like what I want to want to do, and like then too, like once we're finally once we finally have everything done, like I'm just so excited to to go and see new places, and like you said, like appreciate it all and take it all in while I can. No, for sure, it's super exciting. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out and uh, chopping it up with me. I appreciate it. So there you go. There is my conversation with Priyana. Just. What a sweet girl, right? I mean, like I said, I was expecting her to be cool, but then afterwards it was just like, oh, she's charming. She's great. I'm glad she's she's one of the good people doing the good things. So like I said, fundraising for this show, visit patreon.com backslash xpurposex. If you go to a few shows a month, this is cheaper, way cheaper. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to give the show $5 a month, which is that that's what? $60 a year? You equate to the... 52 hours of stuff I give you a year as far as these episodes are concerned. It's like fractions. You're spending like a dollar or two. It's a deal, basically. That's what I'm saying. It's It would be crazy of you to not donate. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, the producer for this episode, as always, is Tom Richfield. Visit propertyofzack.com. Visit 100wordspodcast.com. And until next week, and I got a really good show next week, going to do a little tease right here. The story so far, you've probably heard of the band quite a large band within the context of independent music one of the hot up-and-comers i have one of the members of that band on the show next week so let's talk then be safe everybody The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.